from ABC News. Fired attorney Sidney Powell advising Trump to chart a scorched earth course. President Donald Trump had cut attorney Sidney Powell from his legal team after she launched multiple lawsuits aimed at overturning the 2020 election. All failures. But Trump has now welcomed the conspiracy-minded flamethrower back into the White House to plot out further efforts to extend his presidency. Trump and Powell met in the Oval Office Friday night, ABC News has confirmed, and were joined by Trump's former National Security Advisor, retired Lieutenant General Michael Flynn, who has been publicly prodding Trump to take unprecedented steps to seize a second term, including declaring martial law and ordering the military to oversee new elections in the battleground states that Trump lost. Trump could take military capabilities and he could place them in those states and basically we run an election in each of those states, Blin said earlier this week on the conservative news outlet Newsmax. Critics expressed alarm at Friday's meeting, which was first reported by the New York Times, Noah Bookbinder, who heads the watchdog group Citizen for Responsibility and Ethics in Washington, told ABC News that the ideas raised in the Oval Office discussions would represent an abuse of power and were wrong and must be condemned. President Trump's continued attempts to overturn the results of the election have done immeasurable damage to the stability of our democracy and to the American people's faith in it, Bookbinder said. The president welcoming Michael Flynn to the White House right after Flynn suggested Trump impose martial law to overturn the election by force takes the threat to a new level. Critics contend that Powell's return could usher in a dark final chapter to the Trump presidency, and the prospect has prompted pointed objections from several of Trump's most trusted advisors, including his personal attorney Rudy Giuliani, who has otherwise endorsed a scorched earth effort to contest the elections. And Powell's reemergence in Trump's corner comes at a precarious time for her own career, as many of the targets of her drive to overturn the election have begun to push back. Last week, Dominion Voting Systems, the Colorado voting machine company that fringe pro-Trump forces, have targeted with dark conspiracy theories of rigged elections threatened Powell with legal action if she didn't retract what it called the wild, knowingly baseless and false allegations she has made against them. Nevertheless, Trump invited Powell to consider the possibility that she be appointed a special counsel and be given high-level security clearances to investigate the 2020 election. The meeting was highly contentious. Sources told ABC News, filled with screaming and demands from Powell, who called other Trump aides quitters for giving up the fight. The meeting ended with White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows, White House Counsel Patsy Polone, and other Trump attorneys talking the president out of making the offer, the sources said. Gilani, who joined the meeting by phone, also opposed the idea, according to sources. Powell did not immediately respond to ABC News' request for comment. 
Powell's alert Trump appears to be her willingness to explore debunked, stem whining conspiracy theories suggesting that foreign actors plotted with an American deep state to rig election machines for former Vice President Joe Biden. During Friday's meeting, a source said the assembled group pondered an executive order to seize and examine voting machines across the country. That idea had initially been raised by Gulani earlier in the week, but was quickly shut down by Cipollone and Meadows when Powell raised it Friday night. The two dismissed it again. I don't even know how that would work. U.S. Election Assistance Commission Commissioner Ben Hovland told ABC News, The voting machines are owned by the local jurisdictions in most cases. Those are state and local property. So I don't even know how that makes sense. Over the past year, Powell has built a reputation for reaching beyond what other attorneys would consider. She took on Flint's defense after the former National Security Advisor has pleaded guilty to lying to federal agents and been appraised in court by a federal judge. Powell forged a new strategy. Recounts his plea and placed the blame for his legal troubles on his prior defense lawyer in the FBI. The tactics were roundly criticized but ended with Justice Department withdrawing charges and Trump issuing Flynn a full pardon. Powell has also been among the most vocal of Trump's advisors to promote the idea that his 2020 election defeat by more than 7 million votes was actually a mirage. The result of an array of forces had plotted to steal the election from him. A series of scathing court rulings rejected those claims, as did experts on voting technology. As of Saturday, Dominion voting machines had not heard back from Powell or her legal team regarding their demand that she retract her accusations against the company, a Dominion spokesperson confirmed ABC News. The request to retract presents Miss Powell with a simple choice, retract her faults and defamatory claims about the company and its voting systems, or continue to leave herself open to additional legal action. The Dominion spokesperson told ABC News earlier week. This would mean going to court to settle the matter. By BBC News COVID WHO in close contact with UK over new virus variant. The World Health Organization has said it is in close contact with UK officials over the emergence of a new variant of coronavirus. The new variant is spreading more rapidly than the original version, but it is not believed to be more deadly. Along with the UK, the same mutation of the COVID-19 virus has also been detected in the Netherlands, Denmark and Australia, the WHO told the BBC. There is no evidence to suggest the new variant reacts differently to vaccines. In the UK, large parts of Southeast England, including London, are now under a new stricter level of restrictions in a bid to curb the rapidly spreading virus. On Sunday, the Netherlands introduced a ban on passenger flights from the UK until the 1st of January because of the new variant. The move comes after tests carried out on samples taken in the Netherlands earlier this month revealed the same new variant of coronavirus as that reported in the UK.
Pending greater clarity on the situation in the UK, the Dutch government said that further risk of the new virus strain being introduced to the Netherlands should be minimized as much as possible. The Dutch government also said it will work with other European Union member states in the coming days to explore the scope for further limiting the risk of the new strain of the virus being brought over from the UK. Speaking to the BBC's Andrew Ma program, WHO epidemiologist Maria van Kerkhove said that specialists had been following mutation across the world since the beginning of the pandemic. What do we know about the new variant? The WHO said that it was in contact with UK officials over the new variant. It said the UK was sharing information from ongoing studies into the mutation and that the WHO would update member states and the public. As we learn more about the characteristics of this virus variant and any implications. Although there is considerable uncertainty, UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson said the new variant may be up to 70% more transmissible than the old one. But officials say there is no current evidence to suggest the new variant causes a higher mortality rate or that it is affected any differently by vaccines and other treatments. I think this is a situation which is going to make things a lot worse. But there are some really optimistic things if you look once we get the vaccine out. Assuming the vaccine works against this, which at the moment is the working assumption, said England's chief medical officer, Professor Chris Weesey. Mutations of the virus are frequently identified, Dr. Van Kerkhove said, adding that it was important to understand which these variants do and how they behave. What is happening around the world? In the UK, the planned relaxation of COVID rules to allow households to mix over the Christmas period has been scrapped for large parts of South East England, affecting nearly 18 million people and cut to just Christmas Day for the rest of England, Scotland and Wales. Italy has ordered a nationwide lockdown over much of the Christmas and New Year period. The country will be under red zone restrictions over the public holidays with non-essential shops, restaurants and bars closed and Italians only allowed to travel for limited reasons. The Netherlands and Germany have imposed lockdowns until January. In Germany, Christmas will see a slight easing with one household allowed to host up to four close family members. Austria is set to enter its third lockdown after Christmas. From 26th of December, non-essential shops will be shut and movement outside homes restricted. Sweden has recommended wearing face masks on public transport during the rush hour, reversing its earlier guidance. France's President Emmanuel Macron is in a stable condition after testing positive for coronavirus. The office said on Saturday he is still experiencing symptoms such as coughing and fatigue, but they are not preventing him from working, it said. Slovakia's Prime Minister Igor Matovic who attended an EU summit with Mr Macron last week, said he had tested positive for coronavirus on Friday. Several other European leaders who were also at the summit said they would self-isolate. Australia's most popular state, New South Wales, has announced new restrictions on household gatherings and hospitality venues for the Greater Sydney area, in an attempt to contain a growing outbreak there. Residents had already been told to stay at home. In the US, 
The Army General in charge of distributing COVID vaccines, General Gustav Parna, has admitted he failed over the initial number of Pfizer or BioNTech doses promised to states. More than a dozen states have expressed alarm at a cut in the expected number. Presented by BBC News Mundo. Acuerdos de Dayton. ¿Cómo están los Balcanes 25 años después de la firma del pacto que selló la última gran guerra de Europa? Lo primero que se pierde en la guerra es la humanidad. Para matar a tu enemigo, primero tienes que desuminarlo. Para mirar Milosevic, investigadora experta en Eurasia del Real Instituto Elcano. Esa es la única forma de justificar el horror y delirio vividos en la guerra de Ostia entre 1992 y 1995. El conflicto más descarnado de los que destrozaron la antigua Yugoslavia. El sábado fue demolidor alrededor de cientos muertos, crisis humanitaria, aniquilamiento étnico, familias separadas y cientos de miles de desplazados de sus hogares. Una sangría humana y material a la que se le puso fin en Estados Unidos en 1995 y que dividió a Bosnia y Herzegovina en la práctica, en un país para bosniacos y croatas y otro para serbios. Un invento, opina Milošević. Muchas de las heridas de la guerra siguen latentes y la solución al conflicto fue más bien congelarlo y no resolverlo, asegura la experta. A 25 años de sellarse la paz en la base militar estadounidense de Dayton, Bosnia y Herzegovina es hoy un país golpeado por el paro, la inestabilidad política y las divisiones. En BBC Mundo, recordamos las negociaciones que pusieron fin al conflicto más atroz que vivió Europa desde la Segunda Guerra Mundial y como contribuyó al panorama actual de los Balcanes. Descomposición. La antigua Yugoslavia fue una federación heterogénea de seis repúblicas que congregó a distintas etnias dentro de un régimen comunista tras el fin de la Segunda Guerra Mundial. A pesar de las diferencias entre las identidades étnico-religiosas, las seis repúblicas convivieron en aparente tolerancia hasta la muerte del presidente yugoslavo José Brotito en 1980. Sin los sentimientos nacionalistas volvieron a aflorar y comenzaron los reclamos de autonomía por parte de varios grupos étnicos. El comunismo de alguna forma tuvo cohesionadas a las repúblicas, pero tras su colapso a fines de los 80, Yugoslavia empieza a desintegrarse, la explica Milosevic a BBC Mundo. La experta justifica el auge del nacionalismo en el populismo de la élite política, que en lugar de emprender reformas, hacía la transición democrática. Fomento, la división y la necesidad de limpieza de minorías étnicas de cada región. Croacia, 
y Eslovenia declararon unilateralmente de independencia en la primavera de 1991, la guerra se desató. En Croacia se enfrentaron los separatistas croatas contra los serbo-croatas de la región, que con el apoyo del ejército yugoslavio consiguieron repeler las fuerzas independentistas y controlar un tercio del territorio. Las Naciones Unidas tuvieron que intervenir y con un despliegue de tropas separaron a serbios y croatas. Aquello sería la antesala del mayor de los conflictos ese mismo año. Bosnia también intentó proclamar su independencia. Los serbo-bosnios resistieron. La contienda se recrudeció. En Bosnia acabaron peleando sus tres pueblos constituyentes mayoritarios croatas, serbios y bosniacos. Las dos partes quieran controlar la zona en que eran mayoría y expulsar de ahí a las etnias en desventaja. De alguna forma, Bosnia era una especie de Yugoslavia en pequeño. Había muchas familias mixtas y una enorme mezcla étnica poblacional. A la gente se le obligó a elegir entre dos bandos cuando muchos no se identificaban con ninguno. Agrégamelo si Sarajevo, la capital, fue asediada durante dos años en uno de los episodios más dramáticos de la contienda junto al genocidio de Srebrenica, donde los serbios bosnios asesinaron alrededor de ocho bosnios musulmanes. According to Deutsche Welle News. Coronavirus mutation kein Grund zur Panik. In Großbritannien verbreitet sich eine Mutation des Coronavirus schneller, aber es ist deshalb nicht gefährlicher, dem stachig werden. In mittelfristig schwachen Mutationen das Virus zu milden schnippen ab. Eine Jahre im Süden von Großbritannien bestätigte Mutation breitet sich laut dem britischen Gesundheitsminister Matt Hancock schneller auch als die brechige Coronavirus-Variante. Mehr als viele Vormärf der Mutation in verzierten Personen wurden bereits registriert. Das bedeutet aber nicht, dass diese Version tatsächlich Gefährlicher ist so Hancock. Es lasse sich nur mutmaßen, dass der aktuelle Anstieg an neuen Faktionen etwas mit der neuen Variante zu tun hat. <lacht>